Turn to two uh, different scriptures, Matthew 15, verse 21. We'll start reading there. We'll read about seven or eight verses there. Matthew 15, 21. Then turn to Mark, chapter 7. Mark, chapter 7, verse 24. And when you find that, if you could stand, Matthew 15, 21, Mark 7, 24. Read a couple Short passages here, pretty familiar passages probably with most of you. Matthew 15, verse 21 says, Then Jesus went thence and departed into the coast of Tyre and Sidon, and behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord. Thou son of David, my daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. But he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she crieth after us. Verse 24, But he answered and said, I am not sent, but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then came she and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, It is not meet to take the children's bread and to cast it to the dogs. And she said, Truth, Lord. Yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. Skip over to Mark chapter 7, verse 24 to 30. It's the same same story. I I like it when you read one story in in the gospel, then you read another one, you get a little more. It's not that they're different, it's the same, but somebody else looking and seeing some things, you know, it's pretty neat. Mark 7, 24, it says this, And from thence he arose and went into the borders of Tyre and Sidon, entered into a house, and would have no man know it, but he could not be hid. For a certain woman, whose young daughter had an unclean spirit, heard of him and came and fell at his feet. And the woman was a Greek, a Syrophoenician by nation, and she besought him that he would cast forth the devil out of her daughter. But Jesus said unto her, Let the children first be filled, for it is not meet to take the children's bread and to cast it unto the dogs. And she answered and said unto him, Yes, Lord, yet the dogs under the table eat of the children's crumbs. And he said unto her, For this saying, go thy way, the devil is gone out of thy daughter. And when she was come to her house, she found the devil gone out, and her daughter laid upon the bed. So I tried coming up with a a title, and uh, so this message is for me. I don't know, I I don't know, I mean, this message is just for me. You're going to find out here in a little bit, but, and so this is what I titled it, Crummy Faith, Crummy Faith. I've had some crummy faith lately. Probably not you. 
but I've had some crummy faith. And God just gave me this message. I don't have time to tell you all how it came about. Well, my Bible reading, I, I read my Bible through last year. It took me 15 months. Brother Winters showed up, and I had to work on his trailer, remember? So all day Monday, I'm working on his trailer. So my Bible reading stopped at Matthew 15, verse 20. Is that God or what? And so pastor said, I want you to preach Wednesday night. So I thought, well, I'll just pick up where I left off Bible reading, see if there's anything in this Bible I can find to preach. <laughs> you know? So I start with verse 21. So I hear, here I am. I got this crummy faith I've had for a little while. Just being honest. And God showed me some things here. Help me. Amen? So we're going to try to go from crummy faith to great faith tonight. Amen? So we're going to talk about that. Let's pray. <clears throat> Father, we thank you for uh, being so good to us. Lord, uh, been looking at this, studying and praying and just uh, a lot of things, Lord. I want your will tonight. I don't want mine. I don't want to get in the way. Uh, Lord, uh, you do with me like you want to do with me and uh, get the message across tonight, Father. Uh, these folks, somebody here might have some crummy faith. Lord, they might need to hear this. Thank you so much for giving it to me. Lord, I just want to hide behind the cross tonight. I pray for your power. I pray for your liberty. And Father, we just want to tell you we love you. Thank you for being so good to us. We ask this in Christ's name. Amen. You may be seated. <laughs> So I have this confession. I, need, uh, I needed this message just for me. And uh, so I have some, uh, <clears throat> there's some things that I've been praying about. Things I've been praying about and, uh, I mean, praying, praying about. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> it just seems like nothing happening. You know, my prayers just not getting anywhere, you know. And, uh, and I'll be honest with you, I've been fasting and praying for some things. Just struggling with uh, I mean, it's nothing with me and my wife or marriage or any of that. You know, it's just some things going on that I've been praying about. Some people I love and different things and just things happening. Not at liberty to talk about that. But uh, <clears throat> so anyway, you're probably not like that. <laughs> but anyway, I've been struggling with that. And so <clears throat> it's just like God gave me this message. And it really helped me. <clears throat> you know, the Bible speaks of several different kinds of faith. So here tonight, you're gonna, you can find these different kinds of faith. There's no faith. Might be somebody here tonight has no faith. Not saved, doesn't know anything about God, doesn't know where they're going, has a lot of questions maybe. So no faith. Then there's wavering faith, little faith, great faith. So where are you at tonight in your faith? Where are you at tonight in your prayer life and, and, and getting a hold of God? And, uh, you know, it's more than just coming to church. Amen? It's more than just reading your Bible. It's more than, uh, it's, it's just life where you meet life. When, hey, when, I, I, I tell this to the guys at the prison. When they turn the lights off, I don't know if they turn them all off at the prison, but when they turn the lights off and you lay your head on the pillow, 
Amen? I'm trying to make some eye contact here. Turn, the lights go out at your house, and you lay your head on your pillow, and the thoughts come through your head, you know. Is God real? Is he taking care of you? Do you know where you're going in life? Direction? You know, where's your faith? Does your pillow get wet? You're struggling with some things? I, I can remember times when I basically cried myself to sleep. Been a while. Not this week. Amen. <laughs> but I've had that. I mean, I've had it. Probably most people here have had that. Things happen, right? Things in life. I think about, uh, I got a drink here, but. I always think one of my grandsons is going to put a goldfish or something in that, you know. Hey, I think about Brother Don and Diana. A couple weeks ago, on the way to the ER. Yeah, and then he has, the, uh, has that operation. They're watching tonight. They have that operation, and then, man, he has a stroke. Man, that, that has to be hard. Brother Paul Valentine, I thought about him. I don't see him tonight, Brother Paul. But, uh, you know, he was worried about his mom not getting saved. You know, we talked about that several times. A lot of people here tonight probably got somebody that's not saved on your heart. And, uh, and uh, that, it was just a great burden to him. You know, and he, he would ask me about that. I'd say, man, Brother Paul, I don't know. Pray. <laughs> Pray, you know, that's all I can tell him. I think about Brother Charles Stevens here tonight. Where's Brother Charles? There he is on the back row. Amen. I think about him and his wife serving God. They're giving their whole life up there at that church in Iowa and then retiring and moving back here. And then his dear wife having that sickness and the trouble. And you, Man, I thought about that. Miss Pam, think about her, you know, this last year down there in Oklahoma taking care of her old daddy. Amen. Take care of her daddy. And uh, all alone at times and struggling. And, and, uh, and uh, you know, he just got worse and worse. And that was just, uh, that was hard. I think about Dee and Doreen Hager and their family. And, uh, and they got loved ones that aren't saved. Just like we all do, right? Amen. And, uh, and that struggle. And that struggle, you know. <clears throat> and I just have to wonder if, if any of you, have ever had crummy faith like me? Maybe not. <laughs> Amen. I've had it. So, Brother Mike, you're supposed to be a deacon. You're, you're saying you got crummy faith. What's wrong with you? I don't know. I'm just human. I'm just human. Amen. But hey, Hebrews 10:23 says this: Let us let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for He is faithful that promised. Amen. James 1:6. But let him ask in faith nothing wavering, for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven to wind and tossed. You know what? I don't want crummy faith. Amen? Jackson, I don't want crummy faith. I want, I want great faith. I want great faith. Hey, I want to see God do some things. Amen? Amen. So, let's get right into it and look at this thing. <clears throat> In verse 21, look what it says. Then Jesus went thence and departed into the coast of Tyre and Sidon. So if you just read that, 
you would think that's just kind of a no-name, means-nothing verse. You know what that, you know what that is? You, you go back two or three chapters and read, Jesus is, he's having just confrontation after confrontation after confrontation with the Jews, the Jewish people. He's trying to convince them he's the Messiah. And it's just, it's just head-buttoned and head-buttoned and head-buttoned. And he can't get nobody to believe in him or have faith in him. <laughs> he's a human being. I mean, he's all God. Don't get me wrong. He's all God, but he's, there's a human side to him. He had feelings. He got discouraged. And I believe he goes right to the border. He goes to the border of Israel and goes over into Tyre. And we read it in, the other, in, in, in Mark chapter 7. He's hiding in a house. I mean, he's not scared. He's just wanting to get away. He needs a little time away. You know, we all need this time to time, amen? And, uh, <clears throat> but it's not only the Jews he's butting heads with. He's got a bunch of <clears throat> Nimrod, knuckle-headed disciples. Are you, ever, you, ever just, you ever just look at the apostles before he leaves the planet? I mean, after he rises, from the, he rises uh, the third day from the grave, his resurrection, and then he ascends up into heaven, then the Holy Spirit comes and empowers him, then they become great men of God. I'm serious. But most of the time while he was on the earth, they're just knuckleheads. Go back to uh, chapter, uh, look in chapter 15, verse 12. Look what, look what it says. Then came his disciples and said unto him, Knowest thou that the Pharisees were offended after they heard this saying? Hey, the disciples come to Jesus. You're going to have to tone it down. You're offending the Jews. You better, you better back it off a little bit here, Jesus. He's wanting some faith from the Jewish people. He can't even get his disciples behind him. They're a bunch of knuckleheads. Amen? So what's he doing? He goes to this house. So that first verse, if you don't know what it's saying is, he's kind of like, I just need a little time away. I can't get nobody to believe in me. Trust me. Nobody, nobody has faith in me. <laughs> but you know what? He's God. He's all God. And he knows somebody's looking for him. Look at verse 2. And behold, that word behold, it means this. Hey, wake up! Something's going to happen! Behold. I mean, it could have just said, and a woman of Canaan came out. But it says, behold. Amen? It means something. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him. So what's that talking about? <clears throat> Let me get my notes here. <clears throat> so I'm going to, uh, let me back up. I got a little ahead of myself. So I'm going to give you seven ways to have great faith. So this first one is this. Verse 22, we just read it. And a woman, behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the, of the same coast. So what's the first thing, Brother Mike? 
to have great faith, you got to get out of your religious rut and start looking for Jesus Christ. Hey, this woman, she left her house, her land, right? She's coming out of, she's, I don't know how far she had to travel, but she heard Jesus is going to be there. And so it cost her something to take this trip to find Jesus. Amen? Hey, what's, hey, what has it cost you lately to get out of your religious rut? The same old thing you do every day. I mean, he's the great God of heaven. He's the, hey, he's the God that created this world, amen? He lives in me. <laughs> How often do you touch base with him? Boy, when you do, man, it, it's like, it's overwhelming. <laughs> I've, been, I've been studying this this week and uh, been out driving and just like, jeez, I'm doing this, you know. I can't even drive. What is that? Jesus Christ just kind of snuggled up next to me in the, in the driving seat there, and I'm, and I'm enjoying God like, whoo, son. I mean, I needed this. This is just for me, amen? So, number one, you got to get out of your religious rut. Start looking for Jesus Christ. Hey, listen, for some, it'll be too much trouble. It's going to cost you a little bit. Get up a little bit earlier. Don't stay up as late watching all that stuff. Watch some preaching videos. That's what me and my sweetie do. We got some preachers we follow on YouTube. Good fundamental Baptist guys, screaming, yelling, slinging her down. Get you a big old thing of popcorn and some Diet Coke. Get a good preaching message going, amen? Some guy just slinging her down and sitting there in my easy chair. Hey, man! Hey, man! I mean, just, anyway. So it'll cost you something. Hey, I put this down. Brother Brett ain't here. Where's Brother Brett? He's out guarding, the, guarding everything. I, I put this down. If Brother Brett bothers you during services, you're in a rut. You're in a rut. Anyway, look at verse 2. Number 2, we got to go. Look at verse, uh, oh, just, oh, it's the same verse, but it's the second thing here. Look at it. Uh, Behold, a woman came, uh, Canaan came out of the same coast. Look, and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord. What's that all about? Listen, uh, <laughs> you want great faith? Your prayer life's going to have to change. Your prayer life's going to have to change. I don't have outstanding prayer life. I'll just tell you. I'll just tell you. There's some days I do real good. Some other days I don't. Lately, I've been trying to do better. Amen? But your prayer life is going to have to change. <clears throat> prayer is work. If you've ever prayed or had a prayer life, it's just work. It's just work. But God blesses it in a special way. Listen, most people won't do that. It says here uh, that she cried unto him. Cried unto him. You know, I looked up that word cried. You know what it means? Cried up unto him. It means loud. Anybody ever watch that movie, War Room? 
You watch that movie War Room? <clears throat> it's got that elderly black lady. Got a war room. It's got a little room, all for herself. Takes everything out. Got Bible verses, and she goes in there. And what's what's she doing in there? She's at war with the devil and praying and asking God to do things. Amen. I got my own little room at home. It's my little study room. I I close the door. It's my war room. Amen. Praying for people in there. You need that. Listen, your prayer life. If you want to, if you want to have great faith, you're going to have to have a prayer life. Hebrews 5, 7, listen to this, talking about Jesus, who in the days of his flesh, he was all human, but he was all God, in the days of his flesh, when when he had offered up prayers and supplications with strong crying and tears unto him that was able to save him from death, talking about his heavenly father, listen to this, and was heard in that he feared. I'm talking about the... The human side of Jesus Christ. He's facing death on the cross. Amen? And he, and he had that fear. But the Bible says that he had strong crying and tears. I wonder what it was like to get around Jesus when he, when he was by himself praying to his heavenly father. Woo, son. I bet that was some kind of praying. Amen? Amen? Hey, I've met some of these people, these guys from Rock of Ages. I've been with them. They're from the south. They're from the south. I went down to <laughs> I went to, uh, down to Kansas City and met with them before we was going to go into Leavenworth Prison. Brother Hohen Street was with them, a couple other guys, and and uh, he, Brother Hohen Street said, "Come a little early. We're going to pray." Okay, so I got there a little bit early. We went into one of these rooms that they had rented in the hotel. And uh, Eric Peters, he's going to be here with Tim Martin in about a week. We're going to go into prison out here. Anyway, Eric Peters looks at me and he goes, which corner do you want? I said, I don't care. I'm good. He goes, you got that corner over there. So we each got a corner. There was four of us. I couldn't hear myself. Seriously. These guys are screaming and yelling. You know what? They just wanted to get a hold of God. Amen? I mean, it just it did something to me. <laughs> it did something to me. How do you pray to God? It's just, God, will you, will you change this thing in my life? Hey, or, or is it something like this? God, I need you to change this. I can't go on with it like this anymore. You're going to have to do something. Are you there? Help me. You think God might sit up and say, whew, I think he means business. Maybe I'll help him out. Amen? Hey, I'm just, hey, so you need to get out of the rut. You need a prayer life. I got to get going. Look at verse 23. But he answered her not a word. How rude. How rude. 
Jesus Christ. How rude of him not to answer her a word. Who is he? He's God. He's God. He answered her not a word. What are you going to have to do to have great faith? You're going to have to, hey, you're going to, have to learn how to not to take no for an answer in your life, your prayer life, your faith. Don't take no for an answer. I'm going to show you later. He didn't say no. Well, Brother Mike, he just said he didn't answer a word. I'm going to show you later. He answered her. It's right there. I don't want to get ahead. Don't take no for an answer. You can't take no for an answer. Well, God said no. Don't take no for an answer. She didn't. We're, go we're doing good. What's the fourth thing, Brother Mike, you got to have for great faith? It's the last part of that same verse 23. Look what it says. And his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she crieth after us. <laughs> you know what's going on here? Jesus has been in the house, right? His disciples have been outside, I'm sure. And here comes this woman, this Canaanite woman. She comes up to him and she goes, Jesus around here? Jesus, the Messiah? Nazareth, is he around here somewhere? Well, he's in the house, but you don't want nobody to bother him. Hey, I got to get in there see him. I need to talk to him. Hey, go away, lady. You're a Canaanite. You're not a Jew. I... I, I I don't even want to be caught talking to you. <laughs> Leave us alone. Hey, no, hey, where's he at? In the house? Go in there and get him. I got to talk to him. <laughs> What's the fourth thing, Brother Mike? Don't be persuaded by backslidden Christians. Hey. <laughs> Brother Brant, been hanging around Brother Brett. It's rubbing off. I don't know if you've noticed. It's rubbing off. You know, you know what? I don't know if anybody said this to Brother Brant yet, but I almost think that somebody's already kind of rubbed up next to him or something and kind of got, you don't have to be that crazy. This church thing kind of gone to your head, Brother Brant. Tone it down a little bit. Tone it down a little bit. Hey, don't be persuaded. You want great faith? Don't be persuaded by backslidden Christians to tone it down a little bit. See? Amen? Hey, you're in a war. If you're saved, you're in a war. Hey, I got people I love that I want to see have victory. Amen? I have people, I have neighbors I want to see get saved. I'm not going to tone it down. Amen? Hey, I don't care if you think I'm a psycho-baptist. Whatever. Best thing you can do wherever you work is just to let everybody know you're a psycho-baptist. Yeah. They won't cuss around you. They won't tell dirty stories around you. Yeah. They'll respect you. They might, they, hey, they might make fun of you in the crowd. 
but by themselves, they'll come up to you. Hey, I know you pray. Can you pray for... Yeah. Get out of your rut. Get a prayer life. Don't take no for an answer. Don't be persuaded by backslidden Christians to tone it down. Amen? What's the fifth thing, Brother Mike? Verse 24, look what it says. But he answered and said, I am not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. If you don't know Jesus, and you read this passage, you would think that he's like, just snubbing her. Well, I can't see his face. He might be smiling. You know, you can say about anything if you smile. <laughs> Amen? So what's the fifth thing, Brother Mike? Okay. Don't let circumstances overcome you. Be persistent. <laughs> Some people quit here. Well, he's, he's, he's stating a fact, Brother Mike. I am not sent but into the lost sheep of the house of Israel. What is that? That's a circumstance. She's a Canaanite. Hey, if Joshua had done his job, she wouldn't be here. He was supposed to wipe them out. Amen? She shouldn't even be here. I just bet one of the disciples told her that. You're a Canaanite. You should have been killed. Get out of here. Don't let circumstances overcome you. Hey, don't take no for an answer, but when the circumstances seem to be over your head and out of sight, don't let it discourage you. Amen? That's a little thing with God. Even though he's telling her, "Eh, you can't have this, you don't even qualify. You don't even qualify. You know what? She could have just walked off and said, Shh, yeah, you're right. I'm not a Jew. I'm a Canaanite. I guess I don't get nothing out of this. Does she have crummy faith? I got to move. Number six, look at verse 25. Then came she and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. What's this all about, Brother Mike? It's this. She finally finds him in the house. So get the picture. She's in the house. I'm sure there's some disciples in there. I don't know who's in there. Be honest with you, I don't know. I'm sure somebody's in there besides Jesus. She finds him in the house. Bible says she comes and worships him. What's that mean? She gets down on her face in front of everybody. What's she say? Lord, help me. Lord, help me. So what's, what is it, Brother Mike? What's the sixth thing? You need to get over what people think of you. A lot of people are worried about what people think about them. I, th- I think a lot of the men here, and I, I'm not trying to be mean. Man, I'm not trying to be mean at all. But I think a lot of the men here are intimidated or something. They never say, amen! Yes, amen! 
Brother Danny Hudson came, and I think he scared half the men in the church. I'm just being honest with you. He scared me. I thought, man, this guy's nuts. He stand up in the middle of the church. Yes, hey man. You know how he used to say it, you know. And just loud is like, I thought, I, I, I kind of want to do this, you know. Well, you know what? It started growing on me. And you know what? I got around him a little bit. He's not a fake. I mean, he's real. He's real. I'll tell you this. We went down there and went with some men out of his church to uh, Myrtle, Mississippi. It's where Brother Percy Ray had a church, camp meetings, old, old preacher guy. He's dead and gone now. But I went to his church, Brother Danny's church. Brother Danny is calm compared to his church. I'm just telling you. Anybody's been there? Maddie's been there, haven't you? You've been there, haven't you, Zoe? I'm just telling you. But they're real, okay? Where was I going with all that? Oh, hey, you got to get over what you think people think about you. It's okay to say, amen. It's okay for a woman to take her hanky out and do this. Amen? One of these days, somebody's going to get saved, and I can't run no more. My legs are gone. I'm just telling you. It's, it's a crazy deal. I can't run. If I had to, maybe, but she. Somebody gets saved or somebody get, has a, a big victory, saved, saved, yeah. yeah. I'm going to come down to, to my grandson and just say, David, take a couple laps. Amen? What would happen if somebody did that? Woo! Woo! Say glory to God! Probably scare half the people here. Not. <laughs> I'm not saying do that. I'm just saying you need to get over what people think about you. Amen? Hey, I first got saved with the Altec 30-some years ago. And uh, I was intimidated to pray for my food in front of a bunch of lost men. I'll just tell you that. You know what? I finally got over it. And I finally bowed my head, closed my eyes, and prayed for my food. And you know what happened? I opened my eyes, and my lunch was gone. <laughs> Them dirty, no-good rats, they took my lunch when I was praying, took it out and threw it in the dumpster. She's prostate on the floor, prostrate. Not prostate, that's something else. She's prostrate on the floor. Hey, and she's, Brother Mitch is laughing, he knows what that is. And she's praying, hey, she's praying, Lord, help me. Lord, help me. Galatians 1.10, For do I now persuade men or God... Or do I seek to please men? For if I yet pleased men, 
I should not be the servant of Christ. Does your pride keep you back from saying amen? Hey, you don't have to yell real loud. Just start doing this. Amen. Your wife might hear you. That's a good start. Amen. Then you can get a little louder. Amen. Then you you can change it up a little bit. Amen. And then you can you can get into a full blown Danny Hutchinson. Yes, amen. See, that's not so bad. Amen. Anyway, we got to go. The seventh thing to get you great faith. Verse 26, look what it says. But he answered and said, It is not meat to take the children's bread and to cast it to the dogs. Man, oh man, what is going on? He's not even talking to her. And then he says, You don't even qualify. And now he's saying something that, what's that mean? <laughs> it means no, kind of, sort of. But look what it says. It's not meat to take the children's bread and cast it to the dogs. I looked at that word dogs. It doesn't mean a big, mean dog. It means a puppy dog. It means a little puppy dog you would have in your house. Now, I'm not, a, I'm not a dog in the house guy. If you are, that's fine. I'm not a dog in the house guy, okay? I won't go there. But hey, if you have a dog in the house, and it's dinner time, supper time, where's your little dog? He's running around under the table, unless you got him locked up somewhere. He's running around the table. What's he looking for? He's looking for something to eat. He's not dumb. He sees you eating. He wants something to eat. So I looked up children's. It means little children. Now I know he's talking here, and you could put this in in context. He's talking about Israel, children, dogs, Gentiles. I get it, okay? But I looked these up. It says little kids. So if I was, what he's telling this woman is, hey, Hey, for me to help you, for me to bless you, it's like this. I would take a, some, a, a loaf of bread and give it to my little children to eat, and then I notice this little puppy dog running around, so I give him something to eat. He says, can't do it. Can't do it. So you know what? She could have walked off and said, man, this ain't worth it. I ain't getting nothing out of him. That even sounds like yes. So what's that all about? If you want to have great faith, there will always be another obstacle. There's always going to be another wall. You think you got it all just set? and everything's going good, you're going to run right into another wall. I'm telling you, life's full of that stuff. Right, Brother Cole? 
It's just full of that stuff. You get it all figured out, and then there's another wall. I can't imagine what she's thinking. But look what she says in verse 27. This is good. And she said, truth, Lord. You can't get this woman discouraged. You can't get her discouraged. She agrees with him. You're right. Truth, Lord. Truth, Lord. You think maybe it caught him a little bit? You think maybe all these things he said, he, he didn't, he's not saying these things in a mean way. He's not. I believe, he, here, I believe he's trying to show his, his Nimrod disciples, this is what faith is. I'm going to show you what faith is. I'm going to throw everything I got at her. And I want you to watch. Faith. I'm going to show you real faith. You guys don't have a clue. I'm going to take a Canaanite woman. She don't even deserve to be talked to. She should have been dead. She should never have been born. I'm going to take her, and I'm going to show you what faith's all about. Woo, son. (laughs) Look what she says. Truth, Lord. Yet the dogs eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Whoo, man, don't you think that struck a chord inside the Lord's heart? Amen? Whoo, don't you think, don't you think Jesus, his, he's all human, but he's all God, amen? Don't you think something inside just kind of fluttered a little bit like, whoo, man, did I just hear that? You know what she's saying? Listen to what she's saying. Oh, listen to this. Truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat the crumbs which fall from the master's table. Here's what she's saying. Hey, I don't want a lot of stuff from you. I just want one crumb off the table of grace and mercy in heaven to fix my daughter. I just want one crumb, Jesus. Can you spare me one little crumb? On the floor for my daughter. You're, you're all powerful. You're the God of heaven. You're the Messiah. I've heard stories about you. You can fix her. She's vexed with the devil. I don't have any hope. I need some help. Can you just give me one little crumb? All I need is one crumb. Your power from the table of mercy and grace will heal my daughter. Amen. Look what Jesus said. Then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman. You know what that means? O woman. (laughs) Woo. Man, I, I ain't been around no woman like this for a while. I haven't seen any men like that for, since John the Baptist. Oh, woman, you caught my heart. You thrilled my heart with your answer. And look what he says. Great is thy faith. 
be it unto thee, even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. Is that amazing? Everything he threw at her, she wouldn't give up. Everything he threw at her, she just said, I think she was smiling. I think she was smiling at him. Truth, Lord. Truth. That's right. You got crummy faith? I'll tell you how to get out of it. Get, get out of your religious rut. Start looking for Jesus Christ when you read your Bible. Amen? Yeah. Going down the road. Start talking to Him. Try to find Him everywhere you go. Hey, your prayer life is going to have to change if you want great faith. You're going to have to have a prayer life. You've got to be persistent. Don't take no for an answer. <laughs> I've been praying, Brother Mike, for years, and God hasn't answered me. Don't take no for an answer. Keep praying. You've got to have that to, be, to have great faith. Don't be persuaded by backslidden Christians, Brother Brand. <laughs> hey, don't let anybody in here pour cold water on you. Tell me if they do. Amen? Amen. Don't be persuaded by backslid. Hey, don't let circumstances overcome you. Well, I just heard that this is this way, and there's no way it's ever going to change. Don't take that. Don't let that knock you out of the saddle. Hey, get over what people think of you. Get out of your shell. Amen? You ever see yourself at a ball game? Or watching NASCAR on your TV? What are you doing? You're, you're, you're taking stuff and throwing it. Throwing chairs. <laughs> now, don't do that in here. But. <laughs> hey, and number seven, there will always be another obstacle to overcome. Great faith. You got to have that stuff. Canaanite woman. She has no, hey, she has no, no eligibility to come to Jesus. <laughs> but boy, she did, didn't she? I'm done. I'm going to give you one last thing. And I didn't see this. This is crazy. This is crazy. If I could run, I'd take a lap. I didn't see this till I got done. This is nuts. I circled it and I highlighted it in these verses. Look at this. Verse 23. First three words. But he answered. Well, there's more. No, no, no. Stop right there. But he answered. Look at verse 24. But he answered. Look at verse 26. But he answered. Look at verse 28. Then Jesus answered. Hey, every time she said something, he answered her. Yes, he did. Well, it just didn't look like it. He did. He was God. He answered every time. Did you know every time you pray, 
He answers you every time you pray, unless you got sin in your heart. I mean, there's a, there's a qualification thing to prayer, but if you're fessed up and right with God and you pray, He hears you every time you pray. He answers you every time you pray. Yes. Well, I don't believe that. You don't believe the Bible. He answered her every time. Her heart was right. Her heart was clean. She wanted him to do something. Amen? She had, she's worshiping him and doing, she's doing everything she needs to be doing. He answers her every time. What are you trying to say, Brother Mike? Crummy faith will make you think that he doesn't care about you. Crummy faith will make you think he's not listening. Crummy faith will tell you there's no need to ask anymore. Hey, but great faith, great faith, you know what great faith is? As she went down through this, as she's facing him, she's listening to him, no matter what he said, she was hearing this. He's answering, he's answering, he's answering. I'm just going to stay with it until I get the right answer. I'm done. I'm going to close with this story. My son David's here, so I ain't going to pick on him. I'll tell a little bit about my son Jim, and I'm done. I'm <clears throat> not going to belittle him or tell anything you don't already know. Okay? So, when he was 17, he was just struggling with being a rebel. There's no other way to say it. Nice. I mean, just it's the way it was. I mean, and I loved him. And I loved him. Loved him all my heart. And so, uh, <clears throat> quit school, moved out of the house. All that, all that stuff happened. Those were the nights I cried myself to sleep. Amen. He moved out of the house, and my dear wife cried for three days. Solid. It was hard. I mean, it was really hard. And uh, <clears throat> so that went on for a while. And I would, I would beat myself up. I would beat myself up. Well. You didn't do a very good job, and I didn't. I mean, I, I, I confess. <clears throat> so fast forward. It's New Year's Day, Y2K2. Remember that? 2000, New Year's Day. So I'm sitting in an old recliner that Brother Greg McCurley gave me. It's all broken down, if you know Greg McCurley. <laughs> it was all just kind of laid out, see? All that. <laughs> but it was comfortable. So I'm sitting in that recliner, it's New Year's afternoon. She's in there making some good stuff. I can't remember what it was. It was good eating, but <clears throat> I'm sitting in that. TV's off. I'm feeling sorry for myself, thinking about my son, Jim. I'm sitting there just a mess, crying and hoping she don't come in and see me crying. <laughs> Amen? Some of you guys been there. Anyway. Jesus Christ, 
came and sat right down beside me. God is my witness. I've only had that happen like once in my life. The God of heaven came and sat in that chair with me and scooched me over a little bit and put his arm around me. And he whispered in my ear, I'm not, I, this is real. This really happened to me. I'm blown away. I, I, had, I, I had less than crummy faith thinking about my son Jim. <laughs> Amen? I was overwhelmed. And God just moved into that chair beside me. <clears throat> Put his arm around me, whispered in my ear. This is what he said. You get your life cleaned up. I had some things going on. Just, I, wasn't, I wasn't a perfect Christian guy. I had some things going on, I'll be honest with you. He said, you get your life cleaned up. You start praying and fasting. I'll take care of this. It was just like that. Like if, it, like if he would have said it, to, like I'm talking to you. You get your life cleaned up. You start praying and fasting. I'll take care of this. Here's what I did. I started taking Mondays. I would not eat on Mondays. Pray all day at work. Wouldn't watch TV, prayed. Mondays was just God's day. Pray and fast. And then I would take my lunches. Instead of sitting and listening to a bunch of lost guys tell stupid things, I would eat my lunch real fast, and I'd go out and walk on the outer road. Brother Mike, that outer road over here, you know, you're driving, you see Altec, there's an outer road. I'd walk that outer road and look up into heaven. You know what I was doing? I was crying out to the God in heaven, out there screaming and yelling on that outer road. Where you at, God? What about my son? What are you going to do? Hey, I need you to do something. Help him. Save him. Turn him around. Do something. Rain, snow, heat. So that started in January. May came around. And our church was invited this guy. He was a John Wayne impersonator. What's his name, honey? Gene Howard. I don't know if you ever heard of him. He's dead now. Invited this guy. John Wayne impersonator to come to our church. And I'm done. I've got to be done. So he, he comes, and junior church is up in the main auditorium, and they let, they let the, uh, the John Wayne guy have the gymnasium, okay? And so I'm on a bus, so I'm up with the junior church. I don't even know he came. Did you know he came? Well, you were there. I didn't know he even came. Jim and Shelly came to church. <laughs> is that wild? I didn't even know it. So we get back on the bus take all the kids home, I had the north end bus route, last bus in all the time, farthest away, 2.30, usually pull in about 2.30. We're pulling in the parking lot, Brother Bob's driving. Bob Nicholson, bus driver. Amen? Were you the, uh, yeah, Miss Crystal, secretary. We pull in, there's one guy standing in the parking lot, <clears throat> Joe Babishek. He's dead and in heaven now. Bless his heart. <clears throat> He's standing in the parking lot. And I'm thinking in my mind, what's he standing there for? So we pull in, 
and I get out of the bus, and you'd have to know Joe. He's just kind of different. <laughs> he come up to me. He come up to me. He gets real close to. Me. I mean, this close. And his expression on his face. He goes, "Did you hear about your son?" I'm thinking, "Ah, which which son? I got two. And he gets a little closer. Brother Johnny goes, "Did you hear about your son?" And man, I'm all worked up. I've been praying. Screaming and yelling at God to help, help, help. You know, I'm just, I'm, and he's that close. And I just, I grab him. He's still got his suit on. I grab him and go, what about my son? And he goes, he got saved today. I grabbed him again. I said, what did you say? He said he got saved today in church. Did you know he was here? I said, I didn't even know he was here. He got saved. 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 What? So you know me, me of little faith, I'm thinking, man, I hope he's saved. We went out to dinner that day, Applebee's. It was Father's Day thing. And uh, so we went out to dinner. Jim and Shelly were there. Her mom and dad were there, and he's Jim's sitting down at the table a little bit. I'm looking at him. He looks the same. <laughs> Is he saved? <clears throat> Two weeks later, we had a men's recharge, retreat, whatever, in Omaha, Nebraska. Brother Richard King was there and a bunch of other men, and uh, we went up there. <clears throat> And, uh, and there was about 300 men in a room about this size. And we started singing Amazing Grace, first song. Make the hair, if you got hair, stand up on the back of your head. I mean, it was like acapella men, Amazing Grace. I mean, it was like, it was like throwing chair time, amen? I mean, it just, phew. We're... We get through the first verse, second verse. Jim's about three people down, same row. I lean down and look down there. Got tears dripping off his face. He got it! He saved! Amen? Amen? I'm just trying to encourage you tonight. If you've got crummy faith, go back and read that, those verses. Hey, he answered, he answered, he answered, he answered her the whole way through. He answers you. Every time you pray, don't give up. Don't throw in the towel. I'm done. I went too long. 